This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Barbara Gray, and it's been a long journey, but I think I'm finally ready to unsubscribe from this yeast infection newsletter. I'm Brandy Posey, and the only time I ever want kids is when I see tiny vans and Chuck Taylors, which means my over- ovaries don't actually want kids, but they want obnoxious keychains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and how many of these garbage novelty pizzas do they expect us to be shocked by? <laughs> this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. We got Barbara, Brandy, and of course, We got for everyone that's the fucking best come on baby it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies ladies and ladies ladies and ladies hey everybody welcome to lady to lady hey i'm brandy i'm barbara and i'm tess and uh what's up man a lot (laughs) yeah yeah it's been a big week. Oh, before the show gets started, um, I have a new show that's launching tonight. It's a monthly show in Highland Park at Redgate Records. Uh, it's called Sugar in Your Gas Tank. You should come to the first one. Ooh, yes. I like that name choice. That's Thank good. you. I also have a new show coming up. It's called In Vino Veritas. It's a storytelling show at Colorado Wine Company here in Eagle Rock where we record. Hell yeah. Ooh, um, I, show oh, that I can walk to. Makes me happy. That's what I'm talking about. And like, you know how I like my <laughs> wine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I thought it was important that if I was going to have a show in a wine shop, to have it yeah. be walking distance. Yeah. I've got a new show uh, called Poop, and it's coming out of your butt. <laughs> hey. <laughs> really proud of that. Um, also, oh, we are doing a call-in lady to yes. lady show on, what, the 25th? June um, 25th. June 25th at 9 p.m. Next what, Thursday. Pacific time. Yes. That's right. I was going to say yeah. Western time. But Mid- that's not midnight correct. on the East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, um, so yeah, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. We don't have the call-in number yet, but we're doing it on dromebox.com. It's like a green screen, weird, kind of public access studio. Yeah. So we'll be doing call-ins. So if you guys have lady problems, if you just want to chat to us or whatever, June 25th, Thursday at 9 p.m., uh, do it. We'll have all the info on our Twitter and Facebook and stuff. So. Oh, and... You yeah. guys, we have Lady to Lady t-shirts for sale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get All that my, shit. On and our koozies. website mm-hmm. soon. <laughs> They're They'll not up there by yet, the time but this comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By next week, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, we have really awesome t-shirts with our like, Beyonce-esque logo, mm-hmm. koozies, pins, all that stuff. Pins, so. magnets. Where are your lady to lady with pride? And lots of posters from our last tour. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we, we could sign maybe if you yeah, want. That's yeah. fine. We'll sign whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. You, you want us to write something on yeah. them. You might just get a poster anyway. Yeah. Because we have so many of them. Yes. <laughs> we, should, we need to find like a way to do an art installation with them. We should posters. make dresses yeah. out of them. Okay. Oh, do you remember at that Academy Awards when that costume designer did the credit card dress? Yeah. That, that was, was awesome. That still has stuck with me like my entire life. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, we'll Google image on yeah. the break. It's okay. beautiful. It, it was great. the costume designer for uh, Priscilla Queen in the Desert. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, you got to bring it. Yes. I don't even know. I don't know what that is either. Oh, you would love it. It's drag queens. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. A great drag queen right. movie. Into it. Yeah. Into it. Um, should we bring our guest on you Let's guys? Let's do it. I think so. I think so. Uh, she is one of the creators of the documentary, The Guys Who Wrote Them. That's coming out a little bit later. Uh, give it up for Rachel Lichtman, everybody. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks of for course. sitting in the corner listening to us talk <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Appreciate it. Yes, it is. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, you said you had a story or something. Oh, yeah. You... yeah. Well, so I had an awkward uh, snafu happen a couple of days ago. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Tess okay. Barker has an awkward snafu. I know. I know. Cool. Uh, so what happened was I was going, I wrote a blog about how I'm deaf in one ear. Mm-hmm. These people at uh, this hearing aid company reached out to me and they were like, hey, we loved your blog. We would love for you. Because basically I wrote a blog about the frustration that I've had in trying to get my hearing aid. It's been a whole nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so these people reached out to me and they were like, hey, can you come visit us here in L.A.? We'd love to help you get a hearing aid. Yeah. I said, sure. 
So I went to this place, lovely people, had a great meeting with this audiologist. She fitted me for a hearing aid. I'm excited to try it out. Yeah. So then as we're leaving, this girl walks me to the door, or woman, she's a doctor. And this is, she walks me to the door. I shake her hand. I'm like, really nice to meet you. appreciate it. And she goes, yeah. And she goes, can I get you some water or anything before we leave? And I go, no. And she puts her arm up. like She's like an inch or two away from puts her arm up like this. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, is she trying to hug me? And oh, I just weird. instinctively hugged my doctor. Aww. And I just panicked <laughs> and ran out of the office. Oh, no. Like, I hugged my doctor on accident. <laughs> Wait, what do you think she was doing, though? I don't know, right? Like, why else would she? Well, also, why? who do you think approaches hugs by lifting up their arm? To well, it's like coming in. I'm going to say right now, whatever she was doing, a hug is less weird. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Okay. Yes, okay. that is the natural conclusion. Okay. For whatever that gesture was, right? arm take up. it to a hug, and it's neutral. Thank yes. you. Okay, I mean, I just didn't know, you know, I just kind of froze and like deer in the headlights mm-hmm. just because that's what happens when I get awkward. Is I just kind of flail and then do something. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, what it, did she do? When you nothing. I just boned out. <laughs> I just boned out. But yeah, why would you get she that close to someone with hug. your arm up? I, I have no idea. It's you know so what? bizarre. Maybe she had a new deodorant and she wanted to check it out and just <laughs> woman to woman, let me know how it is. I don't know. Shower to shower. Yeah. <laughs> pit to pit. Yeah, pit to pit. Do you guys think that was on her? Because it's been bothering yes, me all it's yes. on, yeah, Absolutely yes. on her. This is my feeling. When okay, Nobody out there has any concept of personal space right. that we no. can all agree on. Yes. yes. And everyone has a counterintuitive sense of where to be, where to stand, mm-hmm. where to look. It's like we've lost this ability to sort of be conscientious of the world around us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when someone else is doing that and doing something that's like weird toward you or around you, yeah. you have no other choice but to sort of take it to a com- some kind of familiar place. Yeah. In this case, a hug. You, right? You're normalizing. Okay. You're just normalizing. You're normalizing. Exactly. Okay. I don't know. Take it to a normal I don't level. know, though, if I yes. agree about the personal space thing, because I ride the elevator every day at work, and that is nothing but people trying to be as far away from each other as possible. <laughs> really? Which is so funny in a tiny, tiny box where everyone just like, oh, I'll be in this corner. And you're just like, mm-hmm. can we just like say hello to each other or something? It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> For some reason, the, the elevator has a completely different set of rules because you're... Yeah. You're in. You're automatically. You're in a small space. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're, you're all facing to... the same. That's the weirdest yeah. part about it is everyone is facing mm-hmm. like forward. But it's weird yeah. that the elevator has those rules, but then the subway. Yeah. It's, and the subway is just everyone's up on everyone. Everyone's on. Excuse me. How about an airport Dunkin' Donuts? Oh yes. Which happened to me a week ago, where I'm standing in. What, there wasn't even a line. There was like a, a cop in front of me, funnily enough, and I'm waiting for my turn, and this little girl comes and stands like she's going to go oh, next in line. Shit. Like she doesn't uh-uh. even see me. No. Uh-uh. Then she's on her phone and then sure enough, she just goes right in front of me in line and I literally have to turn and say, excuse me, do you not see that there's an order to society that I'm standing <laughs> here? Yes. So then I said, Could you? so she gets behind me in line and she's like, up like I can, I can, I can, oh, yeah, no. I can sense her aura. She's on her. She's on, on me, and I just turned to her. I was like, "Get mm. back up! Like, what are you doing? There's no one within Ooh. a mile of us." Are you serious? Yes. That is my. She didn't even see me. One I didn't of my exist. biggest pet peeves of all time is having someone right behind you, or when you're yeah. walking and someone is right on your ass, mm-hmm. like. I just will like step aside and be like, please go ahead. Yeah. Just don't fucking ride my ass. I hate being tailgated. I mean, not that anyone likes being tailgated, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's really like disturbing. It seems to happen when there's all the room in the world. Yes. 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 That's the problem. The thing that drives me crazy when I'm driving or, you know, I do a lot of driving like up to San Francisco or something on the Mm -hmm. five and it's like, there's a semi truck 150 yards in front of me. Where the fuck are you trying to go? Go ahead. Pass me. (laughs) Go ahead. You're not uh, it is weird though be- because like you're saying like we live you know there are rules in the society that we live by but I feel like everyone breaks those in cars right mm-hmm. everyone just constantly like especially here like running red yeah. lights basically to turn left and all this shit that well I think like once you like- get in your car you're just and it, there's the rules aren't there anymore. Well, we're a lot more like goldfish than I think we like to admit because your car becomes the space that you're in. So then the world around you doesn't actually matter because you're already in your environment. It's probably the same way that reason yeah. we're in elevators and you're looking for that space because that becomes your world for that couple of minutes. Right. Well, everybody's a sociopath yeah. now. Yes. I mean, when you're in your car, I mean, I, I firmly believe that people want to kill you when they're in their cars. They would yes. rather yes. see it through. Yes. Then to God forbid, <laughs> stop. Let's just see what. Let's true. just see what happens. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. 
happens if I just T-bone you because I'm yeah. not going to stop? Or when you're co- going down a tiny side street mm-hmm. and you're playing chicken with somebody coming towards you and they ref- and they don't slow down. They won't you're do like, it. Yeah, and you do think, but, like, would they have just... Would they just, me? Was they would have killed just you. Did? That's yes, how yes. They would have. Like, their ego issues are. Yeah. That's how much, like, it's so much more about them asserting themselves and them being right <laughs> than anything else. It's not yeah. about them getting where they need to go. No. It's about proving that they're better than you or bigger, that they're pissing all over but you. But I do something. it yeah. all the time, too. I mean, I'm not, like, a huge dick when I drive, but I definitely get, like, like unnecessarily angry. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot, of, the thing is, a lot of people do it. Like, it's yeah. not, it's all kinds of people. It's mm-hmm. not just, like... People with ego issues. It's I've ch- everyone. I've chilled out a lot since I started driving for Lyft and Uber because if there's a stranger in yeah, your car, you have to. You gotta be fucking cool, man. <laughs> Can't use the F word as often as I do. <laughs> as oh, I do, mm-hmm. but like in a fun way, and then they're fine with it. Because usually, what I'll do is I'll I'll like make fun of whatever just happened with that person, and then right. basically everybody just needs somebody that they can just be like, "That was fucked up to," and then there would be no road rage if somebody could just witness the bullshit yeah, with you. Yeah. Then you'd be fine. Well, here's my worst thing with with driving is this new thing which I call the fuck you horn yeah. where somebody cuts you off you lay on your horn clearly yeah. there is somebody in the wrong yes. okay and then they go eh, back at you back like you. No, you know yeah. wait a second what I didn't yeah <laughs> I'm allowed oh, to God. point out when you did something wrong yeah. Yeah. on the road without you being like Ugh. Learn like a I lesson. saw it <laughs> yeah. me, learn a lesson I'm you. like totally cool with a warning toot Someone, if I'm in the wrong, <laughs> warning toot. Right yeah, on. just I let know. me know. So adorable the way you said. Warning. I think it's a warning toot. It is a warning toot or no, a warning toot. Warning, yeah. warning toot. <laughs> I mean that. I won't honk back because I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. used to being kind of like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's me. I'm, I'm like I've crazy. lived in this brain my whole life. Oh man, life. the words I say <laughs> in that in that. Like, I would never be allowed to be around children again if they knew the things I'm saying when I'm alone in a car. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of the worst person in the world when that happens. Yeah. But I feel like also that horns, it, it, maybe if we changed the tone of a horn, because it, it, it. That it, is true. It's it very sounds aggressive. mean, right? Yeah. It's like. Eh. Yeah, I mean, maybe people it was birds need the like, Ucaracha horns yeah. again. I like Those that are fun. One. Now that's fun. That's yeah. Fun. That's just a lot of fun. It's long, too, though. That like, by really the end of it, you've come rage. through I think your, it would. Yes. your road rage. Like, there should be one horn for the reason that horns are intended for, which is someone actually doesn't see you. That one should be loud and abrupt. Yeah. Right? But then there should be one for like when you want to like should give a be warning like, to. Yeah. The warning to should be. <laughs> well, it's like sometimes I listen to the 40 station in my car, which yeah. really does. It's the road rage is gone because you're like, hey, say, buddy, don't snap your cap. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just like. Dun, 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 you're too busy. Yeah. You're too busy polishing off your cigar. Right. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, it's just it, like there are certain. I think that, you know, it's like loud music and harsh traffic and everything. It's just everyone's just yes. up, and everybody's just really upset right now. Everyone. Yeah, that is Everyone's true. Upset. Everyone is upset about everything, and I do yeah. think it's coming through that way because yes. people yeah. like won't approach someone face to face and talk to them. Heaven forbid anyone talks in person no. about no. an issue. But if you're in your car, you can like take it out on the world, you know. And I think well, that's an, an analogous to everything in life. Where normally, when we would have a conversation and confront somebody about something mm-hmm. that was upsetting us, and we would just get it out. And now it just pops up in these horrible little like whack-a-mole places. Yeah. And it's weird. Again, counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time I had a conversation with somebody that we like worked something out. Like yeah. I was really upset when you did the you know what I mean? Like you nobody even Because that's that. rude, right? That would be rude. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> but to just yeah. like but to just be aggressive to strangers or to even be yeah. passive aggressive to your that's friends, fine. that's totally cool. Waitresses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the waitress thing drives me insane. I can't stand when people are mean to waitresses. Oh, yeah. It's bullshit. Oh, God. It's like, I can't. Yeah. I've broken up with a couple of guys just because I didn't oh. care how they treated for weight. I think yet. that mm-hmm. is a really, really great indicator. That's such a great litmus test, especially also if they're, if they're bad tippers. You're like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. We're done. And it's not about, oh, I- I've been so poor. I used to wait tables too, but I've been so poor and still tip the waitress 20%. I don't care yeah. what you. I, I hate this idea. Waitressing is the only industry where people are like, oh, I think you just feel like you're in power because you're like, she didn't bring this up. Yeah, you're like, they're my, yeah, they're my, like, they're constantly auditioning for your shitty money. Why? Which is fucked up too, though, but I think like the institution is also fucked up that that shouldn't, like, do you guys think that, that people should work for tips or that they should just be paid like a living wage? Because it is kind of a fucked up system that we're like forcing them to go through that. Well, I would say, the thing with waitressing, though, is like you do you would ostensibly get a bigger tip for doing more work. So it mm-hmm. can work out well for you. Like if you had a big right. party. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So then, then like, why doesn't it work the other way? 
Um, what do you mean? Like, if they suck, then why doesn't it work the other way? It does. I mean, it does. Like, it works out for and against you. Mostly against you because people suck. Yeah. But, like, sometimes yeah. it is good to It's work egalitarian. On Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you generally it evens out that if you're a bad waitress, you're not going to get a great tip. And if you're a great ra- waitress, you'll do well. That's how it is. And so that way you're doing, you know, there's there's a payoff to your commitment and all those things. But I do think I just want to say, tell me what you think of this idea. Mm-hmm. Everyone should work the service industry for one year like the military. Oh, 100% agree. Yes. Wait, we should also agree. work the military. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's that's our version. Oh yeah, but no. that would be great though if everyone had to work the military one yeah. year and then be a server and then they could be a, a released into society. I feel like being a server <laughs> is worse than being in the military in some ways. Yeah, you Probably, kind of are. Yeah. Well, because we don't all go to war, we yeah. all go out to eat. Yeah, but yeah. the military don't have to deal with entitled white people ever. No, not really. Well, <laughs> no, you do have to deal with entitled white people who are deploying you, but. Well, that's different. Yeah. You know, that's fine. You don't have to not face face. You're yeah, not serving them. Face. You're not serving them. Uh, you know, a very specifically designed meal. Where exactly. you know. yeah. yeah, I do. Everyone should have to be a server for a year. That would be. That would be like an interesting. There's there's a reality show for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's not, yeah, that would be fun. I would watch that show. Actually, I would, watch it would like be rich taking like bitches. rich. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of like those stupid like undercover boss shows or whatever. Those yeah. are totally fake. But. No, but I would love to see like Paris Hilton waitress. Oh my yes. god. Yes. And like actually Wasn't that, like, have her to show though? The Simple Life. Yeah. That was such a good show. What was it? They just did like they, <laughs> they did, just like, did like odd jobs yeah, or odd not jobs jo- like jobs. They, they just leave, did jobs. Like, you would have to actually take their money away from them. Yeah, that's the thing. They would actually have to live off of that. Like then cool. But like, take her yeah. money away and make her be like a like a busboy or yeah. a bar back, yes. mm-hmm. like something really hard where she's yeah. like lugging ice. Yeah, lugging ice and taking away like drinks that have been spit in that have mm-hmm. germs all over them and plates. <laughs> yeah. and spit people are pigs. <laughs> no, people are disgusting. garbage. Oh, they are. They're There's disgusting. nothing worse than like. Sometimes I'll go into a bathroom and just be like, what the fuck is wrong with everyone? Man, like women's bathrooms are horrifying. The worst place in the world is the bathroom at uh, Union Station in New York. Oh, <laughs> like, God. That place that. gives me ba- panic attacks. I can't handle it. I just, just it's like confusing. Seat covers like, everywhere. Who is in here like, just like throwing things? The worst party just happened. Yeah. I'm like, it's one stall. What the fuck did like, we do here? Why is there here? a bra on the ceiling yeah, fan? I mean, exactly. How are you even Oof. that tall? Like, yeah. <laughs> why? Ugh. You tried actively to do this to everybody behind you. Ugh. I mean, it makes more sense at like a bar when everyone's drunk. I definitely see a sloppy bathroom experience when you're drunk. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <test>. I know. <laughs> Great. Our last, we played. <laughs> Tess revealed something on our last episode where she made a mess in a coffee bean. Yeah. <laughs> Been getting a lot of props on Twitter. Yeah, she has. You Tess goes hard. Yeah, I go hard. Yeah, I go big. I don't go home. We are at my home. Yeah. <laughs> I admitted to having. I don't go home. I I'm already there. I can't believe you compromised the high standards of the coffee bean bathroom. <laughs> oh, if, I, I did. Okay. <laughs> Um, I was just gonna ask you guys if you're coffee bean or Starbucks, and I'm sorry. Coffee bean, bean. I don't even say coffee. I say bean. bean. I like bean. that. Sometimes uh, I call the it the beano. Beano is a as a pill you take when you way? have you gas. Don't drink I, don't, I don't drink. I don't drink caffeine, so I don't. I don't go to other one really. What, I do, like... what do you do? <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. I'm sure, I understand. <laughs> I like make like something at home every once in a while, but that's about it. I can't. Spending four dollars on like a drink just makes me crazy. Hmm. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it is so sad how adapted I am to just spending lots of money on things I should not spend a lot of money on. <laughs> oh, I treated myself this week for what? Yeah. I didn't do anything. I was I just like, I'm shit. taking myself out and I'm gonna buy something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, what did I deserve? I don't deserve it. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have pie too. You know, like I was. Oh, it's my day. Like, I don't deserve yeah. a treat. Mm-hmm. I do that I all work the for time. Anything. I'll have like multiple treat days in a row. It's like, know. bitch, do something. <laughs> like I had, I bought boots and pie and <laughs> hell yeah Would. you start having one of those days and like i don't gamble but i imagine that's what it's like to be in vegas you're like already went shopping let's Somebody, double down and get a massage we, we did Make a podcast happen. that you had done and, and they asked us if you had a gambling problem i know yes. i don't know what that was about <laughs> I, I mean i've gambled 
maybe five times in my whole life. All right. Well, well I mean, like, I don't know what was going you on. Don't, you don't gamble with money. Like, your your life is a series of beautiful gambles that you win constantly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you jump out of airplanes. Yeah. And you run marathons in Rome. Like, that's that's those are gambles. And that you always fucking win. Exactly. Tess Barker is the house. Thank you. Oh, oh shit. shit. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. No big deal. Thank you. I mean, my boyfriend's a compulsive gambler. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I guess that must have been what they were asking. It rubs off if like you'd, If you'd taken on his... I do like to gamble vicariously through him since it's not my money. Oh, there you go. That's oh, yeah. Gambling with other people's money is it's great. <laughs> that's where, that's about my commitment level. <laughs> because yeah, then yeah. if he wins, I'm like, now nah, you have to take me out to dinner. Exactly. So I only win. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to gamble. <laughs> yeah. And you else. all only win from this podcast. We'll be back. We'll be oh, <laughs> boy. Hey, and we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Barbara. You know. And I'm Tess. You know that, too. And we're here with Rachel Lichtman. Hi. Hello. 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 Yeah. And we're going to play a little game to get to know you better. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. very excited. Wait. <laughs> we know you're... Trembling. Just please tell us your critique of this beautiful song after. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah. I already hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where? When? Who? This is our best. Where? When? That's Wait, it. What do you think? That's it. Is that like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's like some sort of weird like Sesame Street on Broadway like Ooh, kind I of like thing. That. I like that. Thank so like you. Avenue Q. Like an avenue. Like well, like a rent, I'll take but it. with you know starring Bob and Maria. I don't know. <laughs> what is, what is, <laughs> I'll take that. Putting that on a poster. I want to see lady to lady. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see like the adults in Sesame Street. Like I want to see some weird thing about them. Oh God. Yeah. That's probably. It? They probably That's got definitely down. Gonna like, what's up with Gordon and Susan? Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I'm talking about the second Gordon. Mm. <laughs> is there? Okay. Is, has anybody made Sesame Street without Muppets? You know how like they have Garfield without Garfield. I wonder if that's oh. anything. Oh my God! Yes, just the humans. Just, just the Bob human and Linda and like yeah. everyone. It would literally be like some weird Peyton place. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Oh my God! Somebody oh my God! I'm gonna make that. this right now. Yeah. <laughs> somebody give me a pen. Yeah. Writing it. <laughs> the number of ideas that we just throw out into the into the twitter sphere and or then whatever. never do anything never yeah we you know it's what it's comes fine. from being a creative genius i'm really <laughs> busy just not following through on things that's really yeah. how i do though <laughs> I, yeah exactly. exactly i legitimately do though have like i would estimate at least three ideas a day that i do think are very good yes. yeah but i you can't follow through on everything no. so i never pick one because i just am like inundated with ideas yeah it's we I, I think we just have a problem as a society right now just having too many options yeah, yeah. but how do you pick i need a, a job how do you Wait, follow through on you need stuff? a job you need a job that's like what i heard there was this job like brian grazer you know the producer yeah, yeah. he has a uh, um, a thing called a cultural attache and that's just a person <laughs> who has ideas and looks stuff up from <laughs> on the internet and keeps <laughs> them informed. I was like, that is the perfect job. Yes. That sounds fantastic. The perfect oh job. You're God. just getting paid yes. to basically like tell someone uh, about life and yeah, ideas. Uh, so does Brian Grazer not use the internet? I think he just needs somebody who's like a like a Oh a my consultant. god! Like, I think uh, I'm my boyfriend's god. cultural attaché. There you go. <laughs> cultural. I didn't even cultural? Can say it right. Cultural attaché. Because yeah. I like read him articles. Man, how great to not actually have to read Facebook, but to have Facebook I know. just handed to you. To have on a somebody one sheet. just tell you the highlights. That would be amazing. Like a Facebook. Like, digest. well, it's oh. John Denver's birthday. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we're all mad at Kim Kardashian. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just oh. give them the highlights. That's oh, a perfect yeah. job for someone without follow through. That is great. Yeah, Wouldn't it be interesting that. though if they like if they like made up their own little world of stuff that wasn't actually happening yeah. and like fed him all this weird information, weird information. that wasn't yeah. true? Like, yes, and the robots are on the uprise. Um, yeah, <laughs> they are. The robots are back. Well, that is yeah. I, <laughs> I like. I talk about robots a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I wrote an article today about these real dolls which you have a joke about yes mm -hmm. they are giving them artificial intelligence oh what? boy they've already created real real sex dolls that have artificial intelligence but like <sighs> isn't that what sexting is 
It's like basically I'm just porn that's talking back to you. Yeah. Right? But you don't have a, to actually do anything. Wouldn't a real doll that could choose her life be like peace and get the fuck out anyway? Well, I don't think she can choose her life. Well, right? then is it she really can just artificial talk? But then is it AI she doesn't then. have sentience. No. Yeah. But oh, there's sentience. But is what I mean, I'm it is kind of bring up an interesting question of consent once these robots yeah. get smart enough. That is really true. Because oh. imagine all the ro- like crying robots running. Oh god. Just like, there's oh. We're gonna have to take care of oh, all those god. robots. Oh god, I never thought about that, but I didn't think about the crying ones. The sad <laughs> there's gonna be crying robots. Oh no, there's I can't. oil leaking out of their eyes. Oh, <laughs> I have ah, no probably other He's rusted shut. I think he said oil can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh boy! Well, what are you gonna do when the mouth is rusted shut? Anyway, that's hey. the garbage heap for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my uh, joke is about. Because um, you can like, if you go on the Real Doll website, you can like build a woman basically, right. and they have ones with open mouths and one ones with closed mouths. That's so my joke is like, wow, that's for guys who like really hate women. Like, you don't yeah. even want your sex doll to have an open mouth. I also <laughs> think it's funny to think about like, w- there's enough study and science involved in these real dolls where there's like four different textured holes. Like you have yes. like, you know, yeah. well, I, I, can you imagine the Yelp where it's like, well, I did not appreciate the texture of hole number three because yeah. it did not feel real enough. It exists. I read that this morning. <laughs> that's a real Yelp. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? Yes, and then there oh were people no. commenting on like, well, you're not using the right kind of lube. <laughs> oh my Unlike, god. Like, what do they call them? Uh, RWs, real women. Real dolls don't Oh my god, RWs? Yeah, we're RWs. RWs. Oh yeah. god. This is why I want to crash into people on the on the road. No, it is. Why I hate exactly people. why. I know. But I do there is I've been trying to think about this though. Like, is there merit to like guys who sh- you don't really want out there like talking to real women? So like, I think you're absolutely right. Like, yes. shouldn't they maybe yes. just Enjoy no, that. No, no. It just, might be a great thing. Yeah. Just yeah. go fuck your raggedy Ann and just <laughs> stay the fuck away from me. It's fine. Yeah. yeah like take out your aggressions on that and don't like, you know. <laughs> like maybe there's certain areas of the world that we just need to airdrop some of those into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can definitely yeah. think of some guys I know that would <laughs> be better off. Yeah. Like, but understand that you're fucking a doll. You don't get to comment right. on real women. Well, then. but that's like, the thing. Know is, your role, is there not I just think? dolls? Yeah, it's not just a masturbation. Yeah. Bratory thing they yeah. they turn them into their wives yeah. they turn girlfriends. Them into girlfriends it's their it's their yeah. their you know partner Emotionally so attached, that's yeah. they take them shopping i don't remember the last time a guy took me shopping <laughs> but this oh. fucking real doll is getting better that treatment than true. i am they do wow. yeah it's because the real doll they don't talk back, back. yeah <laughs> Exactly. I'm exactly sorry. I forgot my place for a second. Yeah. I forgot. They get to impart, oh, shut up. I'll get more get dinners out of life. a perfect personality onto this little canvas, and it's just, you know, everything they ever wanted. And, it's yeah, not they, and they paint that canvas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're painting it. <laughs> I want to see that out in the world. I want to see a guy taking his girl to Rodeo Drive. I want to see that real bad. It's happening. But don't stare because you don't want to shame him. You don't want to publicly doll shame him. I'm fine with shame. Everyone's. I've got to shame somebody. I think people need some shame. I think people need a measure of shame now. I'm sorry. Enough is enough with the tolerance. There need to be some people that we can shame. Shame is an integral part of growing as a human being because you need to feel bad about some shit that you do in this world. You know? Right. Yeah. Even even you know even bullying. Well, the yeah. problem is that people <laughs> yeah. who are always victimized, who consider this, themselves victims, they themselves do are not responsible for their own actions because yes. which, and right. so they're everything worse than everyone every, else does. That's right. It's yeah. all being done to them. Mm-hmm. What they do is ten thousand times worse than what anybody else does. But yeah. they're victims, so you know it's mm-hmm. not real. It doesn't matter. It's like I'm sorry. Take a little fucking responsibility for your actions. We wouldn't be bullying you if you weren't such a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone needs to own up a but little I bit. But I mean, yeah. but bullying, but you can't say that for a kid. Like, you can't be like, own up to being a nerd. <laughs> you know what? I, my friend has four kids, and she said, my kids' most annoying traits got bullied out of them. <laughs> You know what? I was bullied in, in elementary school By like her. everybody was. And, yeah. you know, I'm a successful motion picture director. No, right. exactly. You know. No, I do think there is something to be said for, I mean, this has been argued a lot, that, like, if you're bullied, you mm-hmm. get to have something to fight against, you know? Yeah. Like, it gives you, like, a drive more so, maybe. Plus, like, we need to remember we're fucking animals. You know yeah. what I mean? Like People forget that a lot. We're fucking animals, and, like, we fucking eat, and we bully, and we fuck, and, like, that, then we die. Like, that's all we do. Like, that's, we're just fucking animals we're not better than fucking well, dogs th- and cats and shit i think that's why it gets so extreme maybe like we're we're so extreme to the point where we're like you can't 
you can't say anything to anyone, but then the yeah. shaming comes around when somebody does does something that everyone deems as bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, now we get to burn this person at the stake, finally. Because yeah. you, don't you have get to take outlet, out your aggression. So just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, oh, good, we've all agreed we can tear this person apart. Yeah, you know? so let's all go after them. It's that whack-a-mole to... that I was talking yeah. about before. Yeah, That's exa- right. a perfect example of, like, it just comes out in these weird spurts, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. It's scary. The it, it, Because I agree that there should, like... Yeah, there, we're too tolerant now, but also then, like, the shaming that goes on for people, you know. It's the group is also thing. Unacceptable. You're right. We yeah. all choose our one whipping boy. Yeah. Because it's like, no one's going to give me shit for shaming, for bullying this person. Here's our sacrifice all... of the week. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, boy. We're Let's... not going to fix it. No, no we're, we're not. not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> But we talked about it face to face. That's right. That's progress. You know what? I don't like doing that either. I'm so conflict averse. I hate. I hate confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. It's something you have to learn to deal. I like it. I mean, I'm not. I I don't. I do not mind, like, talking to somebody about about what's going on. You know. I do. I prefer not to. I know I should, but I, I don't like to. Yeah. It's mm. good to I do just, it in... I just think it's good. I don't know. It's healthy. Mm. You do it in a way that is not aggressive or like an attack. You do it in a safe way where you can speak very matter-of-factly. And yeah. so then the other people, the other person, I'm sorry, who you're speaking to feels mm. feels safe in it. I think mm. people are just afraid of like what's going to happen. They don't know what's coming around the corner. And everybody is so afraid of being attacked or criticized. Yeah that their defenses go up so you have to find a way to like you know yeah to make them not feel like they're being attacked yes. approach with like respect yes yeah. and maybe a series of bullet points yeah you're good to go yeah yeah I, I have no problem like if i feel disrespected or wronged i have no problem confronting someone but yeah i don't i don't feel comfortable just like being an asshole to someone but not well, that's no, not but that's what I, no, that's saying, people, people need to that's hear it though. though. I mean, even just on the level of like, say you go to a hotel and 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 something's mm-hmm. gross, or you find a band aid by the pool or something, and then instead yeah. of like throwing some shit fit, like yeah, I can't believe it in this kind of a place that you know, you just like, I just feel like maybe you should get housekeeping to go down and take care of that because yeah. it's you know, you're just kind of like nice about it, and yeah. they're nine times out of ten so thrilled and yeah. and like happy with you like, thank you like mm-hmm. they want to know of course and i think that goes for emotionally too mm-hmm. that's true do you guys send food back at restaurants going back to the restaurant thing oh no don't ever do that yeah i did it you guys did it in oakland i know brandy and tess almost fucking murdered me i could <laughs> see it in their faces but it was like it was terrible food and it yeah. wasn't what we ordered it wasn't what it said it was on the description it was what we ordered though it was not it was, it was too salty it was it was only stocks of broccoli. They said it was broccoli, and it was literally only stocks. Just broccoli stocks. Yeah. Yeah. If I, you order broccoli and you only get stocks, that's not, not the food you ordered. I but did. then you just have that's to call fine. it a wash and just yeah. don't order anything else. But I wasn't yeah. a dick about it. I just no. asked her to, you know, no. that's the thing is, no. I wasn't an asshole. No, you weren't. But if you're paying you for a service and you're not getting the service, then what are you paying for? But the, the, sh- the person, the cook or the chef in the kitchen who's not on the floor, they don't care what the circumstances are. When food comes back to the kitchen, it gets spit on and sent back out. Well, we didn't. Yeah, I yeah. didn't ask we it didn't to get sent back. I just said, will you take this off the check? It's not. Oh, well, that's you know. different. Yeah, That's yeah. different than sending back. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that if you're anything you're paying for, yeah. if you paid for fucking a computer and there was something wrong with it, wouldn't you take that back? It's the same yeah. thing to me. Yeah, but I, I guess if I order something and it's like not quite how I thought it was going to be or not how I like But that's it not what it was. It was, it was just, mm-hmm. it was only stock. It wasn't broccoli. So it wasn't how you thought it was going to be. But it wasn't what it described on the menu. And now, yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. All you have to say is, you know what, this is when... This and if something's bad, if a described. hamburger yeah. was cooked cooked incorrectly, yeah. it was cooked, it was just wrong. Like, it wasn't, yeah. you know... Yeah. I shouldn't feel bad about, like... No. I don't know. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. We should yeah. all feel bad about the guy that broke into our car afterwards. That's, <laughs> that, uh, that's the real asshole. Uh, yeah. It was all the same night, so it's fine. Whatever. Um, um, let's get into let's our get questions. Let's get back to your directing questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? So tell us about this documentary you just directed what? and produced. Let's oh, do yeah, it sorry. the game. <laughs> what? What is your documentary about? <laughs> my, <laughs> my documentary is uh, about the songwriters Tommy Boyce and Bobby mm-hmm. Hart. Cool. And they were a songwriting team um, who got together in the late 50s and were a team throughout the 60s mm-hmm. to basically 1970 um, was their big, the biggest chunk of their career. Okay. And they're... Famous for writing some of the monkeys' earliest hits. Okay. 
like Last Train to Clarksville on the theme from the monkeys and cool. she but then they went on to have their own career and they helped to lower the voting age to 18 and a oh, lot wow. of other stuff and they were um, pretty amazing songwriters and also in my opinion sort of the bridge between the early 60s kind of brill building style of songwriting in a cubicle to what would turn out to be like the more LA singer songwriter vibe and oh, cool. so they were kind of a bridge to that so yeah nice so the the brill building style what was that was that like compartmentalized like person it's like knocking out hits. Okay, it's, it's, right. it's like okay. songwriters in cubicles. You know, you had like Carol Bayer Sager, Carol King, Jerry yeah. Goffin, those kind of, you know, like a, a stable of songwriters. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so those were who wrote the hit songs. I mean, that's, yeah, that's how you did it. You knocked out then. you knocked out song after song after song. And that's the scene that Bobby and Tommy came out of. Hmm. And, um, and so the film is comprised of all vintage footage. There are no talking heads. There are interviews that are woven underneath the footage but there's mm-hmm. no there's no new footage in it at all tommy and bobby were um film buffs that had eight millimeter cameras 16 millimeter cameras and they took hours and hours and hours of home movies which i was able to oh, screen awesome. they've been sitting in bobby hart's basement for 40 years yeah and um so we screened and transferred color corrected and the film is largely comprised of a lot of that stuff so wow, that's awesome. it's all very rare no one's seen it what gave you the oh. idea to make a movie about this? Well, I have always been a really big monkeys person. Yeah. Um, I worked for the monkeys also oh, just you did? before the film started. Yes. Um, I designed sort of their, for their tours, they had like a big screen behind them with a bunch of visuals that I put together. Cool. And, um, but I've always known about Tommy and Bobby. They were always to me kind of really cool piece of this puzzle the monkeys were definitely like lightning in a bottle. You'll mm-hmm. never, ever be able to recreate yeah. what happened there. And a lot of that is because the people, the, the, the producers and the songwriters and everybody around them, including them themselves, um, were all uniquely talented. And so when it all kind of came together, it just worked and, um, and created a brilliant catalog of music, which mm-hmm. did not get its due at the time, but, hmm. which now has. So... Um, so that's where the idea came out of the, sort of like doing the, those tours in 2011 and mm-hmm. 2012 and, and the film was started in 2011 and now it's done and I don't, <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out, but hopefully soon. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, are they planning on doing any other tours in the future or? I the monkeys are, I think right now it's Mickey and Peter and they're kind of mm-hmm. always out. I'm not sure oh, okay. where they are. Gotcha. And they're always out performing and stuff still? They're always performing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. The um, cool. the two tours I worked on was the 2011 was Davy Jones, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter mm-hmm. Tork, and then Davy unfortunately passed away, and then yeah. the next one was with Michael Nesmith. But then right. now I think it's just Mickey and Peter. I think I saw I saw mm. one of the monkeys be uh, in Greece play the uh, Mickey. The, yeah, Mickey. That's what I thought who it was. Did he Mickey. Play? He played the um the DJ guy or at the end who like hosts oh, the dance yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw him do that a while ago. Um, that's awesome. That's so cool. That so so you said that they helped change the voting age to eighteen. How did that happen? They did. They became the, uh, Joey Bishop uh, mm-hmm. asked them to perform at a rally in Stockton, California, and uh, it was a rally to lower the voting age. So they became really involved with this cause. They ended up writing a song called LUV, which stands for Let Us Vote, and um, became the spokesman for for this movement. And then they toured all over and met with kids and stuff like that and and kind of spearheaded this campaign. Was it 21 before? Yeah. Okay. But this was right during Vietnam where people were like, well. Right. right. And so everyone was like, oh, I see. Why are we not able to vote for our own? Yeah. 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 That's inc- that's insane that that system was in place at all. That there was a while where there was three years where you could be drafted sent overseas and drafted without even having having any no say. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's horrifying. Exactly. So this was something that was, it was really bipartisan. At a certain point, everyone just was on board, and of course yeah. Nixon signed it into law in mm-hmm. 1970. Um, so they got really politically involved, and they 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 had amazing careers, and it's a really amazing story, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Boyce passed away in 1981, so I was not, obviously, but way before we started this film, but yeah. there's a lot of uh, personal interviews with him throughout, and then Bobby narrates it, so it's really nice. 
really unique, even for people, I think for people who've never don't know anything about them, Mm -hmm. it's accessible to them. And then there's like tons of stuff for like super hardcore geeks, because even the biggest monkeys geek in the world has never seen the footage in this film. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. Well, it's so neat, too, because like there's so many musicians like of that era that like like you attribute like huge Elvis fan, but like Elvis didn't write any of his songs, but they're like, oh, these are Elvis's songs. So it's so cool to like see like the people that actually wrote the meat of the stuff that you identify with. Absolutely. Yeah. And and also I wanted to say about Elvis, he was one of the greatest at choosing the right yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So he was kind of a genius. Um, the covers he did are just mm-hmm. incredible. When he brings yeah. his own personality to his covers too. Absolutely. Like he makes yeah. them Elvis songs. Like even, even songs that you really, that are so iconic, like his version of My Way, yeah. which is so iconic. I'm so used to hearing Sinatra do it, but mm-hmm. then it takes on such a different right. context when Elvis sings it. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. gen- he's a genius at doing that. Yeah. And Bobby and Tommy were, in 1965, they were doing, they were living like the monkeys. They were the monkeys. They were living together, dating girls, oh writing gosh. songs. So <laughs> yeah. when the monkeys came along as a project, they were the perfect team to write the music and, and kind of in, infuse it with like a, a sunset strip cool yeah. that they were experiencing and that's why the monkeys ended up being so successful i think mostly yeah i would have loved to live in los angeles in the late 60s early 70s i mean i i do yeah. live in los angeles in the late 60s <laughs> that's where i live and breathe God, i just love like like the idea of like laurel canyon and the sunset strip back then and yeah there was yeah. it was there's some creepy stuff going on well also yeah. oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well there's yeah. always something Hashtag yeah but Hanson. like the yeah, yeah. yeah the uh that part of it sounds, yeah, really exciting to be around. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That must have felt, yeah, like kind of feel like you're living in it, you know, especially working on it for a while. Yes. And I think recreating the time period for the audience without breaking out of the time right. period can, it really helps to yeah. construct a reality, which is really fun and cool to be, to just live in for mm-hmm. almost 90 minutes. So, yeah. yeah. And like so much, so much of the time in movies like that, like the, the environment is so much like an, such an important character. Yes. To, like, the building of everything too. So it's really cool to like not have broken out of it at all, which is awesome. Yes. Especially because their songwriting style was influenced by their environment so much. Mm-hmm. For instance, being in Los Angeles and, and writing in parks and in, in beaches instead yeah. of writing in a cubicle mm-hmm. really helped change the way that songs were written and the mm-hmm. sound of them. And then cruising down the sunset strip and hearing what was going on there really informed their songwriting and they were able to kind of synthesize those influences into into brilliant you know pop songs that were hit songs number yeah. one mm-hmm. so you know step in stone mm-hmm. you know that, that's a brilliant song yeah and it's a dark song mm-hmm. and yeah, that, um, i love that song yeah, so nobody was nobody was doing songs like that. I mean, the monkeys could have really easily ended up as like the Archies, yeah, basically. And they, oh, and they were not. The Ar- Wait, what were the Archies? Because I know it was like the band for the cart. It was Archie the cartoon. The, right? It was a cartoon that. Okay, well, it's getting in a little deep, but Don Kirshner, who produced the monkeys and then was um, fired, then decided to. <laughs> produce a cartoon that wouldn't talk back. It's like his version of oh the real my, doll. Oh my yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you can control a cartoon a lot better than you control Michael Nesmith. Yeah. So the Archies was a studio was a studio <laughs> band, and the voice is uh, a man named Ron Dante, who was um, a studio singer who was the voice for so many amazing hit songs that people don't know that it, that it's him. He's kind of like a, a zealot of bubblegum. Right. So he's um, so he's the voice of the Archies. So, but it was it was just a band. It wasn't a show or anything. It was right? a, it was a cartoon. It was a cartoon show. Okay, mm-hmm. kind of like Josie and the Pussycats. Kinda. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god, that was such a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie. That's the one of my favorite Tara Reid movies. Yep, uh, one of them. Tara Reid in the original <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rachel's documentary again is called "The Guys Who Wrote Them." Look for it soon. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> We are back, guys. I'm Tess. I'm Brandy. I'm Barbara. And we're here with our guest, Rachel Lichtman. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a lady problem. If you have a lady problem, you can write to us at lady to lady at maximumfun.org or you can do our call in show on Thursday, June 26th yep. from yes. 9 to 10 p.m. Check Pacific for the time. Number. Yeah, and we'll uh, put our number on Twitter and all yeah, that you've stuff. You've got an urgent problem that can't wait because. A lot of you do. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes we, yeah, sometimes we're like, oh, you know, it takes us a little bit to get back to everybody. And some people are asking about stuff that need, you know, answers now. So. Yeah. June 26th, babies. Yeah. 25th. Oh. 26th, I thought. That's what I just said. 
Notes the 25th. Notes the 25th. Ah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. You whatever. get it. Around You'll that general out. time period. Yeah. The Follow internet will tell you. Follow Just us on Twitter. It. We'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So. Oh, yeah. This song. We should do a monkey style. Oh, that would be cute. That would be fun. Lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Boy, do you. Yeah. Welcome to the glam cave. <laughs> Disco. Okay. <clears throat> this lady problem comes from <coughs> a lady. Hi, ladies. <laughs> My boyfriend of two years and I met in grad school while we were getting the same degree in architecture. We now live together, have a dog, and have been attempting to do creative projects on the side with two of our friends. Sometimes it's great, and other times it's the worst experience ever. He's been upset with me lately because he says I'm too aggressive when discussing a design idea. I admit that I've sometimes lost my temper and said things that were not productive to the design conversation out of frustration with him or his friend, who is one of the people that works with us on these projects. However, my boyfriend is also guilty of being needlessly sarcastic or flippant when it seems like we're varying too much from an idea that he's excited about. In general, there are a lot of egos involved due to us all being somewhat young designers. I think we're trying to work on that. My boyfriend is taken to sleeping on the couch when he's upset with me, and it really bothers me. This morning, when I asked him why he moved to the couch in the night, he explained that he's lost patience with me and doesn't think I'm capable of being in control of my body language, tone of voice, Here we go. or phrasing <laughs> when I go into oh, full boy. debate mode. Yeah. He says other members of the team are upset by my behavior, too, which I've picked up on. The struggle is that I'm just being direct and efficient. Oh, huh. <laughs> I don't like to sugarcoat things, and I've worked hard to learn to speak with confidence, especially since our field is very male-dominated. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, I'm sometimes guilty of needless low blows. Last night during a work session, I snapped at him, do you want me to answer your question, or do you want to keep being a sarcastic asshole? Which is what he was being. I admit, <laughs> that, was, I admit that was wrong of me, and I could have told him to stop interrupting me in a more elegant way, but my beef is that he's being passive-aggressive and rude too, but he gets upset when I'm aggressive. This morning, he literally said, I get it. You're a strong, independent woman who doesn't take any shit, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. Oh, hell no. Here we go. I'm blown away. (laughs) He can't handle being put in his place, and I'm worried that it's because I'm aggressive, is that it's not because I'm aggressive, but because I'm a woman. I'm also worried that I'm actually a jerk using the woman card to excuse my bad behavior. It's all so confusing. Am I allowed to tell people when they're wrong? Yes. 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 I just don't know how to speak directly without offending people who are threatened by confidence. Also, working creatively with my significant other is very important to me. If we can't communicate when things get tough, does that mean I should end it? Our lives are pretty intertwined right now, and it would be really devastating to lose him. Thank you so much. Oh, I have so many things to say. (laughs) That's why I wanted to do it on this one, because I was like, oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. And unfortunately, it's something that comes up and will come up constantly. Constantly. It's probably come up for every lady at this table. Yes. Yes. So, yes. I'm sorry not to take this ball and run with no, it. Go for but it. Get us started, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we've all been through something similar. My feeling about this is that, number one, you're not playing the woman card when there is a real... <laughs> real problem yes. with yes with his, he has a real problem with you being a woman and saying what you need to say. For him to say things like, you know, everybody else on the team feels the same way. Yeah. He's uh, what he's doing is he's undercutting your confidence. Mm-hmm. He's making you feel like you are an odd man out, mm-hmm. woman out. And he's basically doing everything he can because he does feel in direct competition with you. And my advice is that um, ooh, I, I just really hate to be cynical and say oh, this whole thing is going to be a nightmare yeah. in the end. I feel like you can pick one. Either you're going to have your career or you're going to have this relationship. Yeah. If because no matter what, it's going to be a competition. If he's already sleeping on the couch and you guys have been together for two years. And what kind yeah, of diaper move rough. is that? No, that's it's a, a super diaper. Di- yeah. diaper boy move. <laughs> I always sleep on the couch because you <laughs> fine, I'll sleep out here. Yeah. You that's know. so passive aggressive. And I don't, yes. it doesn't sound like she at any point said, I'm a woman. So I think other people are putting that on her. Yeah. She didn't bring up that she was a woman. No. That's not her right. playing any she kind of card. She just is one and is having an opinion. She just yeah. happens to be the only... I've so... 
fucking sick of this shit. I'm so sick of confident women being called bitchy mm-hmm. or overpowering. Oh, or I have, Oh yeah. No, I mean I I can't even I can't even really talk about it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe. Listen, when when I'm talking, when I'm speaking, you hear my voice. I have resting bitch voice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so when I'm being kind and nice, it already yeah. sounds like I'm being aggressive and mean. And if you have a little problem and you can't handle it, yeah. you know, it's like you know, forget about when I actually get upset. But but even just trying to get something done in an orderly fashion, yeah. and like coming up with a game plan and giving out orders and stuff it's like well, you know maybe you should just like watch the way that you ask for things of people because people don't appreciate it. and you know what I'm going to tell you something in my entire life I've never once played the woman card air quotes no and it occurred to me that this is absolutely because I'm a woman there is no other excuse mm-hmm no other excuse, no other reason. No. And then there's a direct competition and a direct ego problem with and, and then and then a subsequent undercutting of my confidence, mm-hmm. an undercutting of my career and my contributions. Mm-hmm. It's real, girl. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is a situation, I mean, we all know what the woman card looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's not it. This is not it. And no. and asserting yourself in a collaborative situation is right. not it. No. And no. you're you're essentially being yeah, you're you're being bullied. I mean, this is yeah. bu- this it's is not even bullying though. This it's, is supposed to be your partner, yeah. and he's already talking to the other members of the team about what a problem you are, and Fuck so that. behind your fucking back, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I will say too, I, I think it's very, mm. uh, it's a, it's hard to collaborate with someone you're romantically involved with. I think you that can't. alone is ve- it's very very should, few very couples can difficult. handle it. I think. Yeah, she's saying that's an important part of. To her, but I don't. I think that yeah, you might want to not just not do. Obviously, yeah. it's not working with this partner, right? Yeah, and it might ruin your relationship. It sounds like it's it's digging in deep there to some stuff that you guys aren't talking about. That's gonna yeah. probably end up tearing you apart. I mean, he's sleeping on the fucking couch, so it obviously is. So yeah, I wouldn't try to work with him. I would definitely stop working with him and then see where you go from there. But I it agree. sounds like he's definitely undercutting you. And yeah, I I will say on on the end of somebody who is like you know a, a very like aggressive and mm-hmm. person or whatever. And I don't want to call it aggressive, but I, I, yeah, you know, passionate. I would say the word passionate, passionate. woman with opinions. Um, <laughs> you are, yeah. you're not always right, and I, and I have a problem with that. I, mm-hmm. I have a problem with always thinking I'm right and not, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like say, okay, like step back and like listen to everybody else mm-hmm. and calm down for a second. So I, I can you see have to, when you're you collaborating know, with anyone, you have to listen to the people you're working. Yeah. With. You have yeah. to learn how to collaborate. If you're young and like mm-hmm. starting out in this shit, you, you're going to have to work with other people. So you have to, yeah. you know, I think you do have to like take a step back and realize that to cho- pick your battles also. And not everything is, you know, yeah. I don't, I think that this guy is being a dick. I don't think, yeah. you know, but also, you know, you have to fucking learn how to work with people. I think too. maybe there's something to like the four of you guys sitting down together with your other two teammates and being like, hey, let's I want to clear the air, start over. Let's have an honest discussion. Let's keep emotions out of this as much as possible. What are our strengths and weaknesses and how can we help each other? And then how can we talk to each other more respectfully in a way that somebody isn't like being a fucking poopy diaper boy all the time? Not that you need to like be catering to them, but be like, hey, if if three people are having an issue, then maybe think about it for a second and be like, okay, because unfortunately you're probably going to have to deal with stupid poopy diaper boys. Yeah, so you need to find a way forever. to trick. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, those are the people that <coughs> you're in the position to have to drop all your weapons and yeah. walk on eggshells around, but no yeah. one else will do that around you. No, they That's what I'm so... That's what makes me angry. It's the like they expect it. you to... You know what's the word like? Manage your emotions and manage, yeah. manage the way their you're emotions. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would say that Bullshit. this is a canary in the cave situation. Mm-hmm. By the way, also uh, in a collaborative effort with more than uh, with two people or more, mm-hmm. the best idea in the room wins hands down. There yes. can't ever be any ego ever. No. And if so, you're, if you're seeing already this battle of egos or a threat, like he's threatened by mm-hmm. your confidence or whatever it is, um, that's not going to make for good work no. in the end because you're going to end up making a compromise because you're you know well he's always telling me that I need to compromise more so then you're going to compromise more, more and the work's going to suffer right. yeah. it becomes about the relationship and not about the work that's right yes. I've, I've made that mistake a lot where I will fight for something fight for something fight for something fight for something and then finally be like okay fine and then that right. blows up and I'm not going to say I told you so but I yeah. wish that I would have just because I knew I was right and yeah. I eventually gave up because I maybe it was because I was the girl but I'll, you know, I've, I've fought for things to the death and then eventually been like, I can't fight anymore. Yeah. Fine. 
Mm-hmm. And then the work has suffered because of it. Yes. And so, and I, I don't think that the lady who wrote in, I don't think she wants her work to suffer. No, no. I, I'm, I'm certain she doesn't want her relationship to suffer. But mm-hmm. there's a long road between grad school and, and a successful career on both yes. of your ends. And you're both very young. And it sounds like he has a lot to learn himself. Yeah. And you may not be able to take this road together. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he came out of, you know, architecture school thinking he was a fucking hotshot. And now he's a baby. So his ego is being threatened, you know. So just you... You guys are at a point where you're you're figuring out how to do this in the real world, and none of you deserve to have egos at this point because you've done nothing. <laughs> you've yet. done nothing. You've done nothing. You've accomplished nothing. Nothing. You have a degree. You're, <laughs> in de- you're in debt, is what you are. That's right. <laughs> like, you're, that's you're in debt. Well, what about where she said, you know, uh, is talking about how she calls him a sarcastic asshole in the situation? Like, what about bringing? I think you have to yeah. like, try not bring personal. Yeah. Shit yeah. in, right? That said, I think, you know, anytime you're working with people and you're passionate about something, my guess is this is like a lot of sleepless nights. It's yeah. a lot of like Definitely. 3 a.m. work sessions. And we all get tired and stressed out. And whenever it's going to fly, you know, sometimes. you're going to say things that you kind of regret. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're being poked with a stick exactly. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, you're going to explode. Like, this is basically the theme of this entire program. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. how emotions <laughs> come out in some weird way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, the passive aggression from him is by far is definitely pushing yes. you to that edge, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to realize that he's he's making you mm-hmm. act out like this because yeah. he's not fucking just talking to you like an adult. Well, he's fucking know? gaslighting you. He's, yeah, he's gaslighting. Yeah, he's 100% and I can't, gaslighting. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had that have started with me saying, "I apologize for the way I behaved earlier. I was wrong to speak out of turn." Mm-hmm. And then there's a silence while I wait for the other person to yes do the no. same and there's nothing oh, nothing no. nothing and so that's the thing it's like yeah sure maybe you have you know you're you're aggressive when you want something or she might have said called him an asshole but mm-hmm. i don't know why but we're more able to step back and to say okay that was inappropriate you're right mm-hmm. you know and then now your turn mm-hmm. yeah. and then you're like no no i think no. we're done you apologize. That's enough. Yeah. Because it's, like, <laughs> no, it's no, no. only you who has to apologize ever, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, that's wrong. I got into an argument with a friend of mine who I found out was being somewhat abusive towards someone. And I yeah. basically told him to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get back into my good graces now. And he sent me this message and I wanted to fucking murder him. And it said something along the lines of, I'm sorry you were upset with me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm sorry that, yes. you were upset you with me. You know what? Me. You can take. Everyone yes. out there, you can take your fake apology <laughs> and shove it up your fucking ass yeah. and yeah. go up, fuck you forever. I hate I was so pissed. apology. Oh my God. I'm sorry you're so sensitive. That yeah. You- yeah. I'm sorry you're so sensitive. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I seemed aggressive that. is what yes. it said. It's just like, fuck oh you. I didn't even respond. I was just fuck like, no, forever. not going close to this. Oh, man. Yeah. I think this, I think you gotta, I think if at all possible, you need to get out of this group. Yeah. Pursue your own career yeah. uh, path and <laughs> and maybe you guys will find a way if you guys are not working together yeah to continue the romantic relationship because mm-hmm. maybe that you know maybe they there is something there that yeah that will be able to flourish if they have their their separate work yeah or maybe fuck him and you're out of there. yeah i mean or maybe i agree with you yeah no i tend to lean in that direction because like if he's fucking sleeping on the couch and you guys what you're like maybe 25 or whatever yeah like, you should not be such doing like that a, that. div- that's such like a 20 year marriage Move. like sl- situation like no you do you, if he fucking cares about he's their punishing relationship, you. He's putting yeah. her in the doghouse. Yeah, you know? if he fucking cares about you, he figures out a way to go to sleep, not angry at you before you guys fucking go to sleep, and you say I love you before you go to bed because you've only been together for two fucking years. Yeah, like that's if if his relationship is at all important, then you don't fucking sleep on a couch when you're 25. What the fuck is the matter with so you? So is it does she need to take the dog and find a new apartment? <laughs> I mean, I would definitely, I would maybe first try to start. I'm not working with them. I don't know if they're yeah, working on the project. Not, they can't just give it up. I don't know. Yeah, I think start with not working with him anymore. And yes. I actually even that extends to start with not really keep some boundaries between your career and his. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's going to have so many opinions about what you should and shouldn't be doing. Because mm-hmm. and they're all going to be born out of jealousy, yeah. com- competition, and ego. Yeah. Keep and your, like, you know, mm-hmm. go and, ahead. And and at this point, like it's looking at this path. If you guys are building this career together. Fuck, who's, who's, who's to say that it, if he's in meetings behind closed doors, yeah. all of the ideas are his. All of it is I his. get that distinct feeling. I get feeling. that very yes. distinct feeling from this. Yes. This is like a guy with a massive ego who's done absolutely nothing yet. And he's just going to, he's throwing temper tantrums if people like add on to his idea and make it not exactly what he wanted. You're a fucking architecture grad student. Like you don't know anything yet. 
<laughs> yeah, and at some point, and that this day will come, he will attempt to take credit for you in every piece of work you've ever done. Yes. Get out of there. Get out of there. And she sounds <laughs> extremely career-driven, which, yeah. which I think means that she is eventually going to start kicking ass. Yeah. And that's that. there's no way that's going to fly with him. Yeah. Like, oh, no- yeah, God. If, heaven forbid she gets, you know. You get something gets ahead, ahead of him. him yeah. It'll end then. Yeah, we've all seen Star 80. We know how this ends. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, girl. As always, our solution is break up with him. Break up. Is is it really? Yeah. Half the time. Time to break up. Oh, my God. That's so funny. He dumb. He dumb. You dumb. (laughs) Yep. You keep the dog. Oh, my God. Take the dog. Take the fucking dog. This guy does not deserve a dog. Take the dog and ditch the dog. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. There's our new T-shirt. There it is. (laughs) <laughs> okay rachel uh, you're hilarious on twitter where can people find you on the oh um well i'm i'm on twitter under <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under the unfortunate name dj rotary rachel which i i took when i started twitter like in the 90s whenever it started i don't remember <laughs> yeah, and yeah. um and i was a dj on the radio and i was like oh, oh yeah. i guess this will be my name and then here we are <laughs> six years later or whatever and, and and dj rotary rachel um i tweet about obscure dumb stuff so your tweets are great oh thank you follow her on twitter you guys thank you thank you and thank you so much and yeah look for a film coming out soon and we'll see you guys later thank you bye 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 can't get enough of us subscribe to our patreon for exclusive bonus content access to our first 100 episodes and more go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up as little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.